Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about Murphy's Law. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. It is the 16th of May, 2022, and today we're going to be talking about Murphy's Law. Don't worry, I will explain to you what that means in case you have uh, no idea. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know what the tour portion for this week is. It is Behar, and it's Leviticus chapter 25, verses 1 through chapter 26, verses 2. So actually a really short tour portion. Then the half tour portion is Jeremiah 32, verses 6 to 27, and the Brit Hadashah is Luke 4 to verse 14 to 22. So really not that much to read. I encourage you to get in the word and see what it is that um, Adonai has to say to you based on the Torah portion for this week. And I'm sorry, I did not actually tell you what Behar means. It means on the mountain because that's actually what the beginning of this portion that's how it starts on the mountain on mount sinai is when he's giving these instructions so encourage you to read that now murphy's law is an intriguing thing that i became very accustomed to and very uh familiar with during my husband's time in the marine corps especially during the times when he was deployed basically um there's a lot of things. Basically, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, there's actually a few different laws, but that's the first law of Murphy's Law. Um, and it, it's kind of it was kind of like a joke, especially for all the wives in the military. It was like, man, anything that's going to go wrong will go wrong, especially when our husbands are deployed. Typically, when it came to appliances or technology, things would just break. And... It wouldn't just be one thing. It would be a whole bunch of things at once. And the reason I'm talking about that this week is because that seems to be occurring for us right now in our house. And it's not even my poor husband's fault. He's uh, not deployed. He's at home with us. But man, we have been without an oven for about a month now. We did finally order a new one because when we tried to get it fixed, it would actually cost more to get it fixed than to buy a brand new one. We actually have a uh, gas stove, so um, fixing it can be a little bit more complicated, but not always. And that broke, and the push mower has broken. My vacuum, my Kirby vacuum just broke today. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. We actually had our dryer was broken a couple weeks ago. So we just have a lot of things that are, are breaking at the same time, and then we're trying to figure out, oh yeah, I can't believe I forgot this one. My HVAC system has died, so my central air has decided to not work, which is funny because we replaced the entire system four years ago. So we're actually thinking it has something to do with the new thermostat that we got through our electric company, but we won't know until tomorrow. So for now, we have zero air conditioning in North Carolina, and the temperature is uh, at least in the 80s, if not more, which I'm sure for some of you is like, that's not even that bad. Unfortunately, because of my skin condition, it's bad because it can cause me to have uh, blisters and my skin just to be upset and have a rash. Yeah, it's 87 degrees right now and it feels like it's 90 degrees. 
So uh, we have the windows open. We have all the fans uh, on. And I even have a box fan, which I'm going to be shocked if you guys can't hear it. I have a box fan. I'm sitting in the living room, which is not where I normally do my podcast. I normally do it in my bedroom. But it's actually too hot in there right now. And this is just not common for me at all. Typically, I'm definitely an AC kind of gal because of my skin, especially. So just it's it's kind of been a rough few days. Um, but you know what? The key is to thank the Lord in all things, no matter what your circumstances are. Because I tell you what, I know that there are a lot of people out there who have way worse situations going on with them than what's going on with my family. The plus is we did actually end up, like I talked about in my last podcast, we actually did end up getting a new dog. His name is Finley. He is a Yorkshire Terrier and he is the cutest thing ever. And the other reason that I'm having some issues this particular week is because I did... um perfectly fine with him for the first three days, but then we took him to the vet to get some shots and get clipped and whatnot. Unfortunately, I was at the veterinarian office for about two hours, which caused my allergies to flare up to the extreme because I'm sitting there breathing in all the cat and dog dander, and it just was not good. Um, Thankfully, uh, he has had that taken care of. He also got himself groomed. We got him groomed yesterday, so he actually doesn't have really long hair anymore. So really happy uh, for that, especially since we don't have air conditioning. Poor guy's dying. Sorry, that's just my little my little soapbox. I'll get off that now. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm and like, Lord, what in the world should I be saying today? And what should I be talking about? And I thought Murphy's Law is really good because it comes into play pretty much in every aspect of, her, of your life, no matter how you want to look at it. And for us, it happens to be with appliances, technology, a.k.a. our finances, because we have to have these things fixed, right? Either fixed or replaced. And the the purpose of this is what do we do when we're dealing with these, sorry, difficult situations? How do we trust God in enduring difficult times? I actually... Uh, was, you know, trying to Google, figure out what exactly, um, if somebody else had something to say about it, that might be even better than mine. Cause you know, I've, I have no problem saying, you know, uh, public speaking, not really my thing and neither is podcasting. Honestly, it's just something that I know God's called me to do. And I know it's a learning experience, not just for you, but also for me, especially for me. So I actually found this blog that was written by Tom, uh, Tammy Rudzel. And it's on footprintsofinspiration.com, and it's called How to Trust God When Everything is Falling Apart. And I thought that was pretty appropriate for today. And, you know, this is the messy, messianic mama podcast. Life is messy, and we all are, diff- you know, struggling and, and going through different trials and tribulations. And it's just really important for us to understand and to know what to do during those times. So I'm going to go ahead and read you her blog because she really hits all the points that I want to talk about as well. I'm going to maybe change some things uh, around like she doesn't call Satan Hasatan. I probably will or God Adonai. I may as well or Jesus Yeshua changing things up like that. Um, That's all I'm going to change up. Other other than that, I, I pretty much agree with everything she has to say. So Without further ado, let's get right into it. It's easy to trust God when everything is going great, but it's an entirely different story trusting God in the difficult times. Am I right? 
How do we know God is working, even in those spiritually dark times? How do we know he's working in all circumstances in our life? Up until a number of years ago, I dealt with the trials of my life by pulling the proverbial covers over my head. I did everything I could to ignore them. The problem is, it never worked. While I pretended to disregard the mess, it was all I could think about. I became preoccupied with my difficulties and felt paralyzed by my circumstances. I felt hopeless and alone. Certain God was nowhere to be found. How about you? But it was in those dark, difficult times in my life that I learned God hadn't left me at all, that he'd been with me all along. It was in the pain of a chronic illness, obviously I can relate to this, that bulldozed its way into my life, wrecking everything in its path, where I learned that it truly is possible to have peace and pain at the very same time. But how do we get there? How do we stop suffocating from all the challenges in our life? How do we get up every morning with the strength to keep going? And why should we trust God in the difficult times? Before we can begin trusting God in the tough times, we first need to understand some basic truths. Things that are hard to remember when everything around us is falling apart. With the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden, our world is now full of sin. It doesn't mean God has forgotten us, nor does it mean his love for us has changed. In fact, it, could be, it couldn't be further from the truth. Because of this, the world in which we live today is not the world as God intended it to be. It is, in a very real sense, a defective and abnormal world. That was a quote from uh, Focus on the Family. God loves us unconditionally. There's nothing we do that will lessen it, nor is there anything we can do to increase it. His love is there nonetheless. And since God loves us unconditionally, he will never let anything destroy us, nor does he want us to stay in the pit of that pain. It doesn't mean that we'll go through life without trials and difficulties. It means that he's with us the whole time, using the brokenness to help us grow spiritually. God will never waste our tough times. He'll use them to bring us closer to him, to teach us how to rely fully on him. But we, we must be willing to say, teach me, Lord, show me what I can learn in this situation. Trusting God is not about ignoring your feelings or reality. It is not pretending that everything is okay when it isn't. Trusting God is living a life of belief in and obedience to God, even when it's difficult. That's a quote by uh, Brittany Yasudian. Yasudison? Hmm. Trusting God in dark times isn't about walking around with a smile plaster on your face pretending nothing is wrong. It's not about acting like everything in your world is all shiny and rainbows. Trusting God is in those difficult times is about walking through life with him and being honest about your feelings. It's about inviting him into your challenges and knowing that even if something doesn't turn out the way you want, God is still good and will always have your best interests at heart. Trusting Adonai in the dark times is learning how to say, not my will, but yours be done. The beautiful truth about Adonai's unconventional love for us is that no matter how broken or out of control life feels, it's never too late to invite him in. How does sin make our lives more difficult? Ah, Hasatan. He's crafty and wily, and he's so good at what he does. What is his goal, you ask? To separate us from God. I'd also say, obviously, to steal, kill, and destroy you. He knows our fears and insecurities and will use 
them to make us believe we're alone. He tells us that if God loved us, he'd never allow us to go through dark times in our life. And it's a flat out lie. The devil wants us to worry about what's next so we can't enjoy what's happening now. When we know Hasatan is going to use every trick in the book to pull us away from Adonai, it actually gives us all the power. We already know he's going to do it so we can more easily recognize when he's working and we can stop him in his tracks. We can get into a warrior pose when those lies and insecurities fill our heads and yell, not today, Satan, you're no match for my God. Seriously, I do this all the time. You, my friend, have the power of Adonai within you through the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. You just haven't learned how to recognize the truth from the lies. But with practice and a close relationship with God, you soon will. In order to trust Adonai in all circumstances, we must understand that we live in a fallen world, one that is so painfully broken. And because of that, bad things will happen. God never promised easy. In John 16, 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hard times and troubles don't mean God has left us or that he doesn't care. It simply means we need to learn, uh, lean into him for strength and wisdom to get us through. Focus on the family says, first, we must never forget that we live in a fallen world. If things go wrong and trials beset us, this isn't a reflection on the power and genuineness of God's love, nor does it necessarily imply that we have sinned against him or displeased him. It simply means that the world isn't what it's supposed to be. I know sometimes it feels like it, but feelings aren't facts, which I talked about in my previous podcast. Walking through dark times means we have to choose to trust God until our heart catches up with our faith. And sometimes, in fact, most of the time, It'll require us to intentionally choose trust every day and sometimes multiple times a day. So how do we trust God in the most difficult times? How, when everything is falling apart around us, can we know that Adonai has us? We have to build those spiritual reflexes. In other words, just like anything else in life that we don't know how to do, we practice, 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 and we practice again. And the way to do that is by building a relationship with Adonai because there's a difference between knowing God and knowing about God. So how do you get to know God? It's not as hard as you might think. Just like when you meet someone new, you start hanging out with them, having conversations and listening to what they have to say. You spend time getting to know the character of Adonai and the promises he's made for you. So let's break down a couple of easy ways to forge a relationship with Adonai and learn how to keep your faith in him when everything around you seems to be falling apart. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Never stop praying. You start by praying. Spending time commu communicating with Adonai doesn't have to be rehearsed or elaborate. It simply means having a conversation with him. Trusting Adonai in the difficult times begins when we have simple conversations with him and include him in everything we do throughout the day. Believe it or not, even saying a quick, hello, God, 
opens up the line of communication with him. And then when you get more comfortable, you can ask him to give you guidance to navigate the dark times, reveal what he's teaching you in this struggle, pour out his wisdom on you and help you see this difficulty through his eyes, help you see the blessings he's given you, even in these messy times. Another great prayer comes from Ephesians 6, verse 11 to 18, as Paul talks about suiting up with God's armor every day. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. In order to stand against Hasatana in your challenges every day, start by talking with Adonai. Remember, we're building these spiritual reflexes by conditioning ourselves to communicate with him so that when the dark times come, because it's not a matter of if, but when, you'll feel better equipped to handle them. And the closer you grow to God, the easier it will become. Look for blessings in the dark times. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Yeshua HaMashiach. God doesn't expect us to thank him for the struggles we go through, but rather he wants us to thank him in the difficult times. When you give thanks to God in the hard times, it helps you look for the blessings in the midst of them. Thankfulness takes the focus off your challenges by putting the focus on the blessings he's providing along the way. You begin to see that although your struggles are hard, there's still a lot to be thankful for. This is a, something I came across on Facebook uh, not that long ago. It was, it was just a you know, question, what if you woke up today with only the things you thanked God for yesterday? Just stop and take a minute and think about that. You see, when you start thanking him for all the amazing blessings he's given you, your perspective begins to change. And soon you'll discover that you're trusting God even in the difficult times. The more time you spend thanking him rather than always asking of him, the more your troubles begin to pale in comparison to the many blessings he gives you each and every day. Surrendering to God in the difficult times. This was, and sometimes still is, the hardest part for me. After all, it's when things are completely out of control that we hold on tighter, hoping to better manage our difficulties. It's scary to think of handing our trials over to someone else, but who best to handle them than the one who created us, the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. Society tells us how important it is to have control over everything in our life and offers countless books and articles on how we can best attain that. And where do they tell us to begin? With ourselves. But that's not at all what God wants for us. We're his responsibility. And when the hard times come, he will guide us through. All we need to do is surrender to him and his will. Oh, this isn't easy, my friend. It's not a one and done. It'll require you to surrender daily, if not hourly, to Adonai. 
Again, we're building those spiritual reflexes by practicing and choosing to trust Adonai in difficult times. As you continue to lean into Adonai and surrender control, you'll soon discover you aren't worrying so much. You'll find that you're breathing easier and beginning to enjoy life again. It's when you'll discover that it truly is possible to experience peace in the midst of the hardest times in your life. By relinquishing control, you'll find a freedom you've never experienced before. And let me tell you, it's absolutely glorious. I can tell you from personal experience that that is absolutely true. Adonai never promised smooth sailing. We have to let go of the notion that when we're following Adonai, everything should be easy because it simply isn't true. However, he has promised that he'll never leave us. He'll never let anything destroy us. All he wants is for us to trust him and live our life with him by our side. When we learn to keep faith in Adonai in difficult times, it shows others his grace and mercy. And since our ultimate calling is to make him known and bring him glory, we can use our dark times to point others to him. The great thing about hard times is that Adonai doesn't want us to sit in them. He'll use these troubled times to teach us something powerful, to bring us out to the other side with strength and peace. Joy is always found on the other side of brokenness, but I know it can feel impossible to reach that joy. All I'm asking of you today is to take that first step. Look up and say hello to Adonai. Tell him how you're feeling. When you earnestly seek him, he will always show up for you. It takes practice to build those spiritual reflexes. It means that every time you begin to worry or feel lost, you acknowledge that God is still with you. So to recap everything that I just read, spend time suiting up with his mighty armor first thing in the morning. Practice talking to him throughout your day. Thank him for all he has and continues to bless you with. Surrender your fears and worries to him and be willing to learn something in your trials. Remember, Adonai isn't up there wringing his hands trying to figure out how it's going to play out. He has it all under control. It won't take long and those spiritual reflexes will be stronger. Stronger, You'll learn to go to him automatically and you'll soon realize that he's the one you went to first. He's the one you learn to put your complete trust in. Before you know it, you'll learn how to trust Adonai in difficult times. You'll learn the power of trusting God in all circumstances. And most importantly, you'll learn to find peace right in the middle of your mess. Great example of thanking him for all he has blessed us with. So our oven is broken, right? Our stove still works because it's gas, right? So we can still cook things on the top of our stove. We just can't use the oven. And perfect timing. God's amazing. We have been talking about, you know, and I told you this in a previous podcast. We were talking about getting in an air fryer for a couple of years, honestly. And finally I saw one that I was like, you know what? I really think this would be good for us. It, it holds a good amount of food for our family. This would really well. My husband was like, why would you need something so big? Why don't we just get the smaller one? Cause it's cheaper. And I'm like, you know what? I really think we should get the bigger one. And because he loves me, he was like, all right, let's go ahead and do it. Um, it actually was on sale. So thank you Lord for that as well. And literally I think the next day is when our oven died. So we are still, we still have an oven. It's just a bit smaller than obviously the normal conventional size oven is, but we're still able to 
heat up our meals. We actually don't use our microwave very often at all, really, because we tend to cook our meals from scratch, especially because of all of my food allergies. So um, having an oven is really important for us. But I'm still so thankful that the whole appliance didn't break, just one part of it. And God still was able to provide a way for us to still be able to cook our food. And I'm thankful for that. And some people are like, how in the world and why in the world would you be thankful for that? And like, things could be so much worse. And you know what? I'm thankful that the Lord was with us every step of the way. And he still is with us every step of the way. And I think it's so important for us to remember that. So when you're going throughout your day and things are not going the way that you want them to, just remember that he is always with you. Now, one thing I do like about this particular blog that I just read, it's, it's, it was off of a website talking about um, footprints of inspiration. I used to have this thing on my wall and I loved it. And unfortunately it broke in one of my moves and I never got another one of it, but I, someday I'm going to get another one. It's called footprints in the sand. And if you haven't heard of it before, I'm going to read it to you now. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful representation of Adonai and Yeshua walking with us, Holy Spirit walking with us throughout our lives. One night I dreamed a dream. I was walking along the beach with my Lord. Across the dark sky flashed scenes for my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. When the last scene of my life shot before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. There was only one set of footprints. I realized that this was at the lowest and saddest times of my life. This always bothered me, and I questioned the Lord about my dilemma. Lord, you told me when I decided to follow you, you would walk and talk with me all the way. But I'm aware that during the most troublesome times of my life, there's only one set of footprints. I just don't understand why, when I need you most, you leave me. He whispered, My precious child, I love you and will never leave you, never, ever. During your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. What a beautiful picture that is. Then in our darkest moments, when we don't think that we could take one more step further. Adonai is holding us. He's carrying us. He's walking us through those hard times. It may not feel like it during those situations. But I know there are a lot of instances, especially in my life, where I can look back and say he was definitely carrying me during those times. So it's just a really great reminder that Adonai is with us through all of our circumstances, through all our trials and tribulations, and that learning to trust him is so important. Because when we learn to trust him, that peace that passes all understanding comes upon us, and we are able to strengthen our faith and know that no matter what the circumstances, no matter how or what life is dealing to us, he is there in the midst. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you'll find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a great week. And I'm praying that you will use those spiritual muscles and draw closer to Adonai throughout the week so that our faith is strengthened and that we may glorify God here on earth until we meet him in heaven. Have a blessed week, y'all, and I will be back here next week. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is an Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, Amazon Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse, and it should have a button right there to say leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.